Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Fernie Unfiltered, where we dive into topics that enlighten, inform, and entertain the soul. My name is Fernando, and I am your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher. I recently had a chance to uh, be interviewed by a young journalist, Aria, and um, she is very talented. Uh, she actually was able to ask me some really interesting, thought-provoking, and kind of challenging questions, um, and it was pretty cool. I actually felt like I was having to answer uh, to a real journalist, so it's pretty cool. I think it, it was a great interview, and she touched on several different topics that I think many people wonder about when it comes to psychics and mediums. She comes, and Arya is from England. I'm sorry, England, from India, not England. She's from, I'm thinking of my last podcast with Sam, who's in England. But um, um, Arya is in the, uh, she's in India, and we did the interview via Zoom. And uh, we had to kind of coordinate because she's at a completely different time zone. So like what's early morning for her is late evening for me. And what's late evening, what's early morning for me is late uh, evening for her. So we kind of had to work around her schedule. But whenever I have had to deal with people, especially uh, new people who don't know who I am or what I do, um, the moment that they find out that I am a professional psychic medium, it kind of, people can react in in a a few different ways. And I think I've mentioned this before where some people um, automatically, they just want a reading. Like it's almost like a doctor, like, you know, oh, there's a doctor at the party. Let me go up to him and have him diagnose all my issues. (laughs) It's like, they want you to perform. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Like I'm here for a party. I'm not here to. I'm not here as a sideshow. So you're going to have to book an appointment with me or, or set some time up with me. But this is not the place or the time for that. So usually whenever I meet new people, um, that's one of the responses I get. Another response that I get quite often is a level of uh, intrigue and just curiosity and people want to know more about it because they may have heard of psychics and mediums and they may have even had experiences themselves, but they don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of information or they haven't really looked into it. So there's limited, um, there's a limitation to what they know. The other reaction that I get is and this is this is becoming less common but it still comes up um um, several times whenever I am introducing myself. And nowadays I actually don't even introduce myself as a psychic medium. I just tell people that I may, uh, I made like a, a spiritual life coach or I'm an energy coach. Um, because that is a little bit easier to kind of get on the same page with people than just saying flat out, Oh yeah, I'm a professional psychic medium. Uh, so giving them the idea that I'm just a life coach or whatever, that basically reduces that pressure so they don't have to kind of come for me and try to um, get me to perform or get me to prove myself because I'm not there to prove myself. I'm there to just enjoy the party or the event or whatever. But some people will react out of fear um, or they'll act. It's almost like they pretend like I've got COVID-19, you know, it's like, oh, he's got COVID-19 and then everybody scatters. Like there are some people who do respond or react that way. Not a lot. It's becoming less and less and less over time, but there are still people who react that way. And I think uh, Aria was one of these people where when she first heard about it, she didn't really know as much about the, um, the experience and, and what a psychic medium is. And so through the course of communicating with her, um, cause I met Aria through, uh, my friend Rick who has friends, um, that he keeps in, cu- in touch with in India. And, uh, we became after the interview that I did with Rick, then, um, I became, um, 
friends with Arya's brother. And then through that uh, connection, I met her. And she was a little fearful. She's like, I don't know what this is about or I don't know what's going on here. So she says, I want to interview you. I want to ask you questions about this. And I need to I need to help people understand this because I think there's a lot of confusion about this. And I think this would help people understand it. And I was like, wow, like, cool, you know, and she had some really great ideas. And I think she came came at it from a place of not having any foresight or any knowledge about this and just kind of coming at it from like square one or from from not knowing anything and uh so that that's where the interview uh, was kind of centered around it was like someone who's new who's never really dealt with psychics or mediums uh, i grew up in a religious catholic um family so you didn't really touch this stuff you didn't deal with this stuff you didn't talk to people who were like this we were all witches or or devil worshipers or whatnot and i think that she came from a background where there is a lot less understood and she was trying to come to clarity around this not just for herself but also for others as well and for her audience so she based the entire interview around that mindset, that perspective. And there were some really great questions that she asked me about what I do and how, what's the difference between a psychic medium and someone who performs black magic or dark magic. And she went, really went into detail. And so I would say for those of you who don't know what a psychic medium is, definitely check out the interview because I think I cover quite a few of my bases in the interview. And I think she really comes at it from a perspective of, you know, you have zero knowledge about psychic mediums. You may be a little scared. It may sound a little freaky, um, but you know, what is it? And, 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 and so forth. So she goes into detail and I was really impressed with her questioning. Um, I think she's going to do incredible. I know she's won several awards through her school and uh, I think she's going to do really, really great once she gets um, further along in her career. And, I, and actually right now um, she's going through a period of interviews where she's uh, doing a lot more of these kinds of interviews with people um, from their perspective fields. Um, she actually has her own YouTube channel, so you can follow her on YouTube. You can get there through my my uh, my own in, uh, Instagram or Facebook. So you just got to look for her on, on there uh, through the posts, and then you'll be able to connect to her uh, YouTube channel. And by all means, please subscribe because I think that will help to uh, give her a boost so that she can have more followers. And if you're going to make comments, please be kind. She is a, you know, even though I think that she's a pretty tough cookie, honestly, <laughs> honestly, dealing with her, she's pretty solid. I think she's a really strong personality, but I think, um, she's still, she's still, she's still young and she's still developing. She's still kind of coming to, into her own power. And I think she's going to do great, but please be kind and be respectful of the comments because, um, you know, the thing about it is treat others the way you wish to be treated. And so, um, even if you don't agree or appreciate her style or, like the the process of her interviews doesn't matter you know you can still be a good person or a kind person nonetheless that's not going to prevent you from being um a decent human being but um for those of you who enjoyed the interview give her a thumbs up and like her and subscribe to her and um if anything comment or you know thank her for the interview because i actually really appreciated the opportunity to have that line of questioning and it helped me to describe and to share some things that most people don't really know about when it comes to this work. So um, I hope you enjoy the interview. And um, here it is. So for me, I've known you quite well over the past few weeks. But would you mind telling a little bit more about yourself? How's yes. life and everything going? 
<laughs> Life is good. I think um, we are in lockdown still here in the States. So that's been an interesting experience to say the least. Um, I'm glad I have a lot of free um, open air to roam. We have uh, hiking trails here so I can walk in the mountains if I want to. Um, but uh, I am a professional psychic medium. And uh, yeah. what I do is I essentially can tune into the future and sense details about a person's life and what they may see coming um, into their life in the form of experiences and um, emotions, etc. I can also connect to those who have passed on and bring through messages of love and healing and validation that they still exist. Uh, so Farni, I wanted to know that for how many years you've been practicing them and in the very first place, how you started all these things and after starting all these things, how you polished or mastered them. Mm -hmm. So I have been doing this work for approximately, I want to say a little over 10 years um, professionally. I okay. have been doing this naturally since I was a teenager, since I was a child, actually. I used to speak to people who weren't there. Um, and so my family knew them as imaginary friends and they would tell me stories and they would uh, talk to me about things that I had no knowledge of. Uh, professionally, I've been doing this for about 10 years and it took me about five years to really get polished enough to feel confident and comfortable with being able to do this work for a living. Uh, so Farni, I, you know, many of the audiences are still unaware with the term psychic medium, including myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, would you like to explain it? Yes. So I... From the zero level. Sure. So as far as the psychic part of this is concerned, um, it is my belief and experience that we are all very um, complicated human beings. And even though we can sense using our normal physical senses, our visual senses, our hearing senses, um, we also have the capacity to extend that ability into a more evolved and advanced form of sensing. So for example, if I want to tune in and see something in the future, um, I will use my visual senses, but it isn't my eyes that I'm using. It is my memory centers of seeing things. So I am able to see things using those brain functions and I can expand my awareness out in that way. So I can sense things beyond time and space. I can uh, sense details that aren't always available to our normal physical senses. So that is the psychic part of it. Um, the mediumship part of it is the ability to communicate with spirits or with people who are no longer in their physical bodies, who have passed on, uh, who are deceased, and they now exist in an energy form. We are all energy beings residing within a physical construct we call our physical body. And when we are no longer using this like a shell, we will leave the shell behind, but we still exist in a pure form of consciousness. So I can tap in and connect with those beings or people, and they share messages and information with me. I have a doubt here. Are psychics and astrologers the same thing? No. So astrologers, and it depends on the kind of astrologer. I actually had a podcast earlier today with a Vedic astrologer who's a good friend of mine. Um, but astrology is based around the idea that you can distinguish um, specific details from the alignment of the planets in certain configurations. I don't really use planets or stars to get my information or to understand details. I use emotions, thoughts, 
feelings. Um, I use whatever my brain can access through my memory centers. And that helps me to understand data and information. Finally, I'm getting everything inside my head now. Uh, Farni, I don't know, maybe there are some people who are still afraid of this medium and mm-hmm. I am still afraid of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they connect this thing with voodoos, with black magic. So would you like to throw some light on this topic? Yes. So there is a well-known scientist. Um, I believe his name is, oh, gosh, I, his name escapes me. Um, well, I'll think of it. It'll come back to me at some point. Um, he conducted a few experiments with water in which people who were experiencing different emotions were essentially focusing these emotions on this container of water. And what they realized is that each container changed its form, the, the structure of the water changed forms based off of the energy that was being intended towards it. So the energy of love created these structures that were very similar to snowflakes. The energy of anger or resentment created diseased water or caused the water to become contaminated. So in essence, the intention and the energy put into these these particles of water essentially affected its structure and its form. People have the same capacity with each other. When I think of someone, if I hold them in a thought of love or compassion, Essentially, I'm connecting with that vibration, with that energy, with that frequency that resides within them as well. So I'm raising the energy of love within them. If I am approaching them from a perspective of anger or rage or pain, I will bring up that energy within them as well. Psychics have a sensitivity that they're usually born with. And I I actually say everyone is psychic. Everyone can do what I do. There's no difference between you and I. The only difference is that I understand the process and have spent years practicing it. But everyone can do what I do. And so with psychics who like to use methods such as magic or curses or anything of that nature, these are human beings who are connected to the energy and vibration of anger, hatred, resentment. So they use their intentional energy to affect the structure of things, including people and the experiences around them. I do not practice those things because I believe that what you send out into the universe, you bring back to you. And if you want to experience love in your life, you have to sustain an energy and vibration of love. If you do not want to, if you do not want to experience anger or pain, then you should practice love instead of anger or pain. If you send those ener- that energy out there, it's going to return to you. And so some people call themselves psychics who practice this kind of intentional work. Um, but there are a lot of people who call themselves psychics who do not actually practice what I do. Um, and so there's a lot of um, confusion and there's a lot of misunderstanding with a great many people about what I do and the kind of work that this entails. So that was quite a myth breaker. Uh, you claim to connect with the souls. So can you explain the process? Mm -hmm. So from my experience and from my understanding, there is God or the 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 almighty or the I am. Then there is the soul, which is a more condensed version of God, which we all are connected to a soul. And then from the soul, there is a even smaller version, which I consider to be the spirit or spirit personality. I am a spirit personality as you are. I am Fernie and you are you. And so we experience our lives 
through these personas. And when we no longer exist in this form, our spirit personality, like a book in a library, is returned to the library, the library being the soul. So all of our souls have a immense amount of spirit personalities that it is essentially storing in its cloud, as you will. And so um, we all experience through these different levels of vibrations. I got that quite well. Uh, well, yes, I also wanted to ask, what does faith have to do with, uh, do with psychic abilities? I mean, does it affect your psychic abilities? Faith is an interesting topic because there are many people who have a faith that is based in ideas and theories and no direct experience. And a lot of their faith is based in tradition. It's what they're taught. It's what they're conditioned to believe. I am a strong proponent of faith in the sense of what you connect with that is authentic, that is real. There will be a reflection or reminders of it throughout the entire world and universe. So if you are connected to a real authentic faith of our divine nature, of our connection to source and God, then you will see that reflected in all that you experience in your life. If you believe in just whatever you're conditioned to believe in because of tradition, then you will not have as many experiences that validate faith. So for me, I have faith in my abilities because in the beginning, I questioned them quite heavily. And I believed perhaps maybe I suffer from a mental disorder. Perhaps I suffer from a form of schizophrenia. Perhaps I suffer from this or that. But it wasn't until I trusted the process and continued to do this work that the validation began to come more often than was, than was um, possible. Sferni, you've been in this industry for quite a while, and I wanted to know if cold calling and hot calling is still prevalent, because I was reading an article from a Canadian mm -hmm. scientist, and uh, he wrote that uh, they will edit the information, they will get the information via Facebook, Instagram. So what do you have to say about that? Yeah, there are a lot of psychics who do cold uh, readings. I think that they call them cold calling or cold readings. And the, essentially, people base their answers off of someone seeing someone or going off of body language or asking questions and having the individual share something. And then you bounce your answer off of that or your response off of that. A lot of people who call themselves psychics will go and investigate or look into someone's background. And in this day and age, it's pretty easy to find information about others. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, so I don't deny that that is possible with a lot of instances for myself. I try to conduct myself with a lot of integrity and I believe that I am doing a service in which I am honoring the energy of God and of our loved ones in spirit form and if I do not conduct myself with integrity, then life will find a way to cause me to suffer and to feel pain. So I believe that what I do, I do with complete faith that whatever I'm going to say that day without having any prior knowledge is going to somehow validate the experience for the person. Um, anybody can look anybody up. Um, you really have to go off of your personal experience and your personal feelings about the experience. Um, but many times, so much information comes through where it is very difficult, if not impossible for me to, to gather on my own. Um, and I would say that um, I try to focus on details 
that aren't things that you can look up. If, if I tell you that, oh, so-and-so had a back pain and this back pain was significant to them, um, it's kind of hard to understand that if there's no record of that and if I didn't know that person personally and if they existed on the other side of the world. So it just depends on the psychic. But cold readings are still very very prevalent and you really have to do your research and go based off of reviews instead of just trusting that someone who calls himself a psychic is operating within integrity. So as for some people, there are tricksters as well in this industry. Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips to recognize them? Do you mm-hmm. have any tips for recognizing a true psychic? Mm-hmm. True psychic ability is not always perfectly packaged. In other words, when I am conducting a session, there are times where I do not even understand the significance of a piece of information, but I am sensing a detail that is very significant. The United States government in the 70s, the 1970s, spent a lot of money and resources conducting experiments with people they considered to be psychics. And in these experiments, it was a common attribute that people who were psychic would focus on details, but did not always have it did not always have the contextual understanding of that detail so they may pick up on one significant little component that is very specific but they didn't understand the bigger picture and with my own experiences i know this to be true when i am tuning into someone's life i may pick up on a situation with very specific details but I don't understand in what context. The context is removed because I do not see everything. I do not know everything. I can only sense one particular detail. Um, It's the same thing with true psychics. With people who are not genuinely psychic, they tend to want to package everything in a nice narrative that is complete without any gaps or, 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 or pieces missing. It is very hard for a true psychic to see and know everything. That is for the mind of God. That is not for us. We can only pick, pick up on bits and pieces, only understand what our conceptual mind can grasp in the moment of the sensing. I hope people got it because I got it. <laughs> yeah, it is a very complicated <laughs> process to psychically sense, but it is a useful one because it can allow us to benefit from it, benefit from it, and also to uh, assist others in their life's path. And it, at times, it has been known to save lives. I have a uh, client who, when I spoke with her, I asked her to be very cautious of her heart because I felt that there could be an obstruction and there could be some issues with the function of the heart if she ever felt pain, just to go to the doctor, go to the hospital, because I did not want her to take any risks. Even if I was incorrect, even if I wasn't um, aware of the detail properly, still go to the doctor if you felt pain. Uh, Several months later, she had pain in her heart and she thought it was maybe indigestion. So she sat with it, sat with it. And in her mind, she heard my voice and the memory of me telling her, if you ever feel pain in your heart, do not wait, just go to the doctor. Um, She did. And the doctor told her it was a very good thing that she came in that day because had she not come in that day, she would have been dead by the end of the day because her arteries were 98% clogged um, with blockages. So she went through a bypass surgery and she's still alive to this day. She exists. Um, But she thanked me for doing that. And I had no idea what I was sensing. All I knew was this is what I'm feeling. This is what I need to tell her. If it spares her pain and suffering, then this is what is meant to be. Do you think psychic abilities can help the person who is desperate for guidance, but have no one to guide them except their loved ones who have already left them? Yes. It's important 
for psychics, if someone goes to a psychic, it's important that the psychic not tell them what to do because we are sentient beings and we have the ability to choose the decisions, to make decisions and to choose the path that we will move forward in our lives. And so I make it important for every person that I speak to before in the very beginning of a session, I let them know this is their life. They are responsible for their decision and choices. I am not responsible for that. I can only share what I sense. Um, there are a lot of people out there who like to tell others what to do, but it is a, a kind of an act, in my opinion, against nature and against God to tell others how they should live their lives. They need to make those decisions for themselves. So I when people come to me, I ask that they be open and receptive, but I'm going to share what I understand. And hopefully it will allow them to see the pattern and the receive affirmation for what they truly want to do for themselves. There are times where I see something that someone does not want to choose for themselves, which is okay. They don't have to agree with me. My, my job is not to agree with someone, but to share what I sense. Um, they still have to make that decision for themselves. And if you go to a psychic and they tell you what to do, they've taken your free will away and you are not accountable to yourself and you have given up your power. And it is a very dangerous thing to give up your decision and choice, uh, choices to someone else. I'm finally grasping all these things. Uh, so when I, since, I, uh, since I scheduled this interview with you, uh, most of the people asked me that in many of your videos, you said that it was a God gift to you. So is a God gift mandatory or anyone like me can learn it? Yeah, a lot of people like to consider it a, a gift from God. I, I only use that term because it helps people understand that this is something I'm very... Um, advanced with and something that I'm very naturally taken to. But I actually believe it's, a, it's an ability that we all possess. And as we continue to evolve as human beings, and as we continue to explore consciousness, everyone at some point will have the same level of ability that I have, and it will come naturally. Um, so I, my sensitivity is, I guess, what I would consider to be a gift from God, because I did come in more sensitive than usual. Um, and it's just like uh, Mozart, Mozart, a great musician, who some people can play a few piano keys and make a couple of sounds that sound great. Some people can create a work of art like Mozart. Some people come in very talented and naturally aligned to those uh, opportunities. Okay, I hope everyone's doubt has been cleared. <laughs> Okay, so I checked your Google reviews and you had an overwhelming response there with five star rating. Your ratings were even better than a doctor. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, <clears throat> so what happened that uh, your review suggested that uh, uh, you, you were 100% accurate there, but some countable reviews suggested that you were not getting that mark. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just wanted to know that it, were that the people who were skeptical about it or your readings were mm -hmm. kind of not accurate? Yes. So some people will suggest that I am 100% accurate. And there are a lot of people who suggest this. I dispute that because no psychic is 100% accurate. Um, I think the best psychics can maybe be 70 80% accurate. I don't think that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the uh, percentage is higher than that. Um, and there is a level of, of there's a level, level of error that comes along with this work. Um, there are some people who, when I speak to them, they are not prepared or ready to receive the information I have to share because they either disagree, they are in love and they may want 
that love to continue. And if I dispute that, they may not be happy about that. And some people will leave reviews. Some people are correct. Maybe I did not, um, maybe I did not do as good a job in their session as I could have. Maybe I could have done better. Um, but that's one of the things that I am very proud of is that I accept when I do a great job, but I also accept when I don't do as great a job or when I am incorrect in some of my predictions or in some of my sensing abilities. So it, it really is dependent on the individual and what their experience has been. But there is a lot of, there are a lot of people who agree that I have a higher than usual accuracy rate for just guessing. Okay, so it's been really good to talk to you and interviewing with you. Yes. So would you like to give any last message to the audience? I believe it is important that every person realize that they have the potential to evolve beyond their physical senses. They have the ability to connect to God and to the universe in, in, more, in, in a more infinite and um, fulfilling and meaningful way. And I implore people to try because it was my experience in asking God to show itself to me, to come to me, to connect through me and to allow me to serve others, that this has all happened. So this has been a very interesting and complex journey, but I believe that it is something we can all experience directly. Um, I, I hope for the day when this is taken more seriously and that there is more scientific evidence and research conducted to support that we all can do this because um, it is my experience that we all can. So what do you want to say to, that, to those people who just don't believe in the abilities, true abilities? Yeah, there will always be people who do not believe in love, but it exists. Mm -hmm. And for those people, they may never experience it because they choose not to. And that's okay. I'm not here to prove or to validate for anyone, whether this exists or not, I can only offer what I offer. They can either accept it or they don't. And if they don't, that's okay. It, it, it's not going to affect the work that I do because I'm here to help, not to prove people, um, to prove to people that this is 100% and that everything that I do is correct because I'm still human. I still make mistakes. When I got to know you first, uh, I was like, I was very afraid he does black magic and all. But after, <laughs> knowing, but after knowing you in the deep, it is all cleared in my mind that it's all love that exists. That is, that is, I'm glad that you've taken that away. Um, <laughs> if anything, if I offer no other example, let that be the example that I bring into this world. I got all cleared in my mind and I'm all <laughs> set now. Very good. Thank you so much for this interview and for giving me a chance to interview with you. Thank you. Very, very sweet.